Greetings and salutations to all you beautiful beings. Welcome, 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 welcome. Buenos dias, everyone. Welcome to Love Radio, episode 12, if I'm not mistaken. I just had a few mangoes, delicious, as I was eating by the sink, looking out my window, I saw my neighbor pumping up this gun, air pressure, and it shoots a tennis ball out of it, about 20 feet. He has to to pump it like four or five times. And I, I couldn't help but shake my head. In the process of him pumping up the gun, the dog waiting for the tennis ball to be shot, he could have just thrown it with his hand. I, you know, it's cute. I get it. It's a little novelty thing. It just it boggles me how much time we spend on silly things like that when seems to be a lot more, I don't know, important, important things we should be doing with our time. Anyway, how am I to judge that? Whatever brings you joy, I guess. I got some elderberries picked from yesterday. Supposedly, you're supposed to cook them because they're slightly poisonous raw. So, I don't know. I'm, I guess I'm going to make some jam. So, that's what I'm doing right now. I'm in the sun and plucking these elderberries off the stem. And uh, I thought I'd talk to you today uh, some more about natural law and legalese personages you have a person you aren't a person Um, my friend shared with me a photo of a grocery stores restrictions mask restrictions and stuff and uh, She said, look at these exemptions, or exceptions, to the rule of wearing a mask. And a person under the age of two, or someone that has trouble breathing with a mask covering, or someone with religious reasons, uh, can be, uh, that, that could be an exception to not wearing a mask. So... This was at Metro. I've had good experience myself walking into Metro without anyone giving me a hard time without a mask. Um, But it sparked up the conversation with me and her about a person. What is a person? The whole chart that she sent talks about 
persons under the age of two and persons that can't breathe, persons with religious reasons. And I said to her, I guess none of this applies to me at all because I'm not a person. <laughs> and I think she rolled her eyes at that and, and wondered, well, what, what do you mean you're not a person? So today I want to describe to you what a person in law is. This is a this is a word that's been been co-opted in man's law to make you feel like it's talking about you, but really it's describing some legal fiction. Person stems from the etymology of the word is persona, described as a stage actor wearing a mask, putting on a character, putting on a persona. It's a legal entity acted upon by a certain man or woman, an actor, represented by a physical being. So you have a person, you are not a person. Now, in regular day speech, we use person uh, quite commonly to describe men and women. However, when you get in front of people that like to feel they have authority, when you get into certain court systems, this word person can be used to trap you into consenting to some fictional contract that you're unaware of. I was describing to my friend that all of man is created equal. No man is endowed with more rights than any other man. So no man has the right to rule over another. And just like one man does not have the right to rule over another man, a group of men or a group of man does not have the right to rule over any other group. And when I use the word man, I'm using it in uppercase M, signifying mankind. And uh, I'm not denoting any gender. So, people use human
I'm not sure I like that word. Man is good enough for me. It's described by some that a hue is a, a color. And so a color of man, a human, can also be interpreted as like a man, but not a man. A color of a man, like a man, but not a man. Anyway, I haven't really dove in deep into that etymology, but I think human is something that we don't necessarily need to use, so we don't need to argue about the definition of it. So all men are equal. A quote that was up on my sign, which a lot of people liked, was no human is more human than another. No man has higher power than another under natural law. So, when we talk about the law of karma, we may feel as a society that we have the right to create laws and rules to keep our community safe. But when we start trespassing on people, we don't have that universal right and we are causing a disturbance in the force. We're causing friction. And the cause and effect will come back to haunt us. So no man or group of men have the ability or the right under natural law to tell you what you must do with your own body. If you are not harming any other man or woman, you have the free will to carry yourself peacefully as you see fit, to ingest whatever plants you desire to wear whatever kind of clothes or not wear clothes. You know, what would happen if I went and walked around naked? And I imagine quickly that some people in uniforms would want to rough me up for showing my genitals in public. Look how crazy is that? Making it a rule in our society that we have to be covered and being uncovered is shameful. But like I said to my friend, if a store owner wants someone to follow a particular set of rules to enter their property, that's their choice. I don't have to shop there. 
I can take my business elsewhere. That same man cannot come up to me on the street and tell me I have to wear a face covering when I am outside of his property. Under natural law. It'd be a violation of this karma that I speak of. So, you grew up in your mother's belly, you came down her birth canal, and you were born to the world, flesh and blood. And like a ship, perhaps you were birthed, birthed into the harbor. Jordan Maxwell talks about this it's quite an interesting setup. You were created in the legal world as a ship birthed with a birth certificate. A citizenship. To go about the financial world, creating current sea, going down the river, and using the financial systems, the river banks. All this terminology is based on, they say, admiralty law, the law of the sea, not the law of the land, the law of God, the law of man. So a citizenship was created, a birth certificate was created, and I like to think of this as an account, an employee number. And this surname was corporatized. Perhaps the surname never belonged to the family in the first place. Perhaps whatever governing body at the beginning of the surname was the one that attached the surname onto the family, whether it be their trade or their location. A carpenter became John the Carpenter became John Carpenter. That family was known as the Carpenters from then forth and kept in the census records as so. And this surname was per perhaps never created by the family, but rather 
given to them from something else, someone else, some group. But as years go on, we attach ourselves to this surname. We say, well, this is my last name. It's my father's last name, and now it's my last name, and I represent it. And when they call it in court, that's me. See, some court records, you'll see the Christian names or the given names in lowercase. And the surname in all uppercase, all uppercase like you would see on a passport or driver's license. These uppercase, all uppercase way of spelling words are used in the same as in corporations, registering corporations. They are spelled in all uppercase letters. Because these are not physical things. These are fictional characters, fictional persons. So they're not spelled in proper English. So this name that we see on government IDs is not our name. Our mother did not spell our name with all capital letters. We do not spell our name with all capital letters unless we're directed to. Well, you have to fill out that form in all uppercase. So you get in trouble with the coppers and you're summoned to court and they call a name Now we'll hear the matter of John Carpenter. And you're like, well, that's my name. And step forward and state your name, uh, John Carpenter. State your name for the record. See, if you just go up and they say, well, state your name, uh, John. Well, what's your last name? Are you Mr. Carpenter? Do you consent to standing under this corporation, this account name, this employee badge number that we've created? Are you identifying as the representative of this persona? Most people do. They don't think... They don't know, and they say, yeah, I'm John Carpenter. Like, okay, great. Here we go. Got someone contracting into our account as a employee of our business. You're required to follow employee protocol, employee rules, or you'll get fired or penalized or whatever. This is how the dark occultists are able to manipulate the masses without really breaking natural law. Because most people are consenting into the enslavement without knowing. So they say, 
do you want us to beat you? And you say, well, yes. And so they beat you. And they lock you up. Do you want us to put you in a correctional service? Sign here. See, everyone in jail has signed themselves into jail. Even I did this. No, no, they use lots of fear tactics to make you do it. Well, if you don't sign here, we're going to have to keep you in solitary confinement the whole time, or whatever. If you sign the dotted line, we'll only give you half the time in jail. Now you have to go back in front of the judge, and he may grant you a worse sentence if you don't just sign. Just take the deal. Take the deal, boy. So I find it really interesting because we're told these things and we want to respect our society. But when we actually say, well, where does it actually say that I as a man am required to do this? It's my understanding that all these laws that we think require us to do a certain thing are not actually stated saying that we have to we're just led to believe that we have to and the people that uphold the laws are led to believe the same thing you may remember if you've listened to po uh, past episodes that I've been in contact with the tax department of the city of Hamilton. At the beginning of, right before the beginning of the year, I sent an email saying that my property tax would be terminated uh, unless they could provide me a proof of claim, a contract, an obligation that I was required to pay it. I would no longer be needing the service. The tax man file, uh, came back at me and said that um, it's my responsibility, it's my obligation to pay property tax, and if I didn't, that a lien would be put on my property after a few years, and a potential tax sale would then result after that, selling my property. Just recently, I emailed him back, and I asked, I want to respect the laws of my society and go with my highest form of excitement and the least resistance. Would you show me where in the law it says that I, as a man, am required to pay property tax? I don't want to be a man who is fighting anymore. I don't want to have enemies anymore. I don't want to be sucked into that duality. Even the lowest vibrational people around us are my friends and their teacher in some way. So I don't need to play their games and get frustrated and get fueled by them.
So I thought, all right, well, you know what? Even if it is a man-made law requiring me to do something, which goes against natural law, perhaps it is best in this time of my life to go with the flow, because I know I can do lots of good things to raise the evolution of man without having to resist some silly people's ideas. So I asked him, would you show me the law? He comes back with the Municipal Act, the Ontario Municipal Act. He shares a couple excerpts out of the Municipal Act. All of these excerpts talked about how to assess the property tax, depending on the property, the type, blah, blah, blah. There was nothing in any of the excerpts that he sent me that said even a person is required, let alone a man or a woman is required to pay property tax on their property. There was nothing that said there was a requirement to pay. It was all just procedural... 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 <laughs> procedural uh, excerpts on how property tax is assessed and done and collected and blah blah blah. So, back to the tax man. Thanks for sending this over. I don't see anything in these excerpts that describe where I'm obligated to do pay. Perhaps there's another excerpt that you didn't cite that you might be able to share with me. He comes back to me and says, just describing the history of the Municipal Act being invented in 1849 and morphed into, after a lot of amendments, the act that we know today. Uh, once again, not answering my question and just, I don't know, Deflecting it. Like this is a tactic, right? Now, I'm asking myself, is this man in the cult? Is this man of an evil vibration? Knows that he's manipulating, trespassing, coer using coercion and fear-based tactics? knows that he's got no grounds, even in this man-made law, to do so. And so he's simply sidestepping the question and using more games to distract me, to tire me out. Or is he so blind to the whole thing and he doesn't want to sound like an idiot and say, I don't know, I guess there's nothing in there. Why am I requiring you for this tax? And so he just says a bunch of useless things that don't answer my question. I, I, don't, I really don't know where this man is at. I would hope it's the latter and that he is willing to open his eyes and see his folly and learn that Shit, there isn't anywhere in here that 
tells people they have to pay. And I've been scaring people into paying in my job for 30 years. What am I doing with my life? I would hope to, to think that he's an honorable man and he has that type of awakening to potentially transform his life into a more higher vibrational course. Either way, I've asked him twice. He hasn't been able to produce any evidence. I've asked him several times before that to produce a contract that I'm required to pay, which is essentially the same thing that I just asked to show the law. And neither time he was been, he's been able to provide that, but still claims that I'm required to give them money. Now, I don't want you to think that I'm looking for a free ride in life. As an honorable man, I, I want to be able to support my community. But the problem I'm having is where tax money is going... policies that it's supporting and trespassing coercion and fear-based control so I'm not sure if I spoke on this in an earlier episode a heritage department contacted me asking me to do some restoration work I said sure I'd be honored it is a skill of mine that I seem to be well more suited than the majority of people, the vast majority of people in my community. This is a gift that I would be able to give my highest uh, gift back to my community. A rare talent. I requested that I do it on a voluntary basis with the hope that the property tax people would recognize this as meeting their needs for compensation and everyone wins and no money needs to be exchanged and no paperwork and silliness. Of course, this was not accepted by the Heritage Department and they supposedly put my name on a waiting list to volunteer in another department at which point I would hope that I would have the excitement to help out um, given the world crisis I'm imagining they're not accepting volunteers right now anyway I have continued up until today to not put out any trash at the end of my driveway or recycling. And I don't require the city to provide me with any services that I don't already pay for, like water and hydro and gas. These are bills that I get consent to. I don't like them. I don't like the fact that they're so filled with taxation on those bills. But it's not a 
problem that I'm working on right now, the property taxes at the top of my list. See, I imagine that all these laws that we feel we have to follow are just another manipulation that actually does not state anywhere that we have to. And we're too lazy to go through the laws, and I don't blame us, because who wants to read those acts anyway? To look and say, well, there's nothing in here. You know, they use all this fear, all this manipulation, and even, and just right to the end. And so you you get into court, and they're saying, if you don't listen to me, Mr. Carpenter, I'm going to make your life a living hell. Power trippers, man. Whoa. So many elderberries. Beautiful day. I think I'll wrap this up now. Not sure how much more to talk about this illusion of man made law. I think a lot of people are scared into thinking without this man made law, the world would be chaotic. I think that's just fear based anxiety. And uh, I'm quite confident that. We will continue to protect our neighbors and protect ourselves and be good members of our community, honorable men and women, with or without the illusion of governing. It's having the conversation with my bandmate about guns. He said he would like to live in a world without guns, but it's a utopia, probably not realistic. I agree with him. However, weapons are just a aspect of this dimension, this environment. We should all have them. We should all hopefully never need to take them out of lockup. But perhaps it is our due diligence to protect ourselves and to protect our loved ones from the threat of trespass and harm. Whether it be from a violent neighbor, another nation, or a governing body, just because a group of people claim authority, government, doesn't mean that they are the only ones that should be allowed to have weapons. It's illegal to have weapons, but we can have them. So you see all these mass shootings and propaganda in the States, one of the last countries to hold on to their right to bear arms.
you can see a lot of manipulation to scare the masses into consenting. Give up your firearms. We know best. We have to be your big daddy. And then the masses can never overthrow their ruler and be stuck in perpetual slavery. I don't own a gun. Maybe I should. I don't... I wouldn't want to register a gun with these same people. Request. That's still against my natural law, right? To request ownership. But I like the philosophy of a lot of Americans standing up for their Second Amendment rights. Living in Canada, I used to have a bad taste in my mouth for Americans, but just, I would say, in the last two years, I've really grown a lot of respect for their devotion to freedom. Not all of them, but... There's a larger group, larger percentage in America than there are in Canada standing up for their rights. And it's been described in Canada how soft we are, pushovers. Especially, it seems like, in more of the eastern provinces me being in Ontario, probably the worst pushovers. Mind you, Quebec seems to have it pretty bad, but at least I see more of a force standing up in the streets. Quebec just probably gets beat on more because they're French. against the French, but it seems like any type of diversity in culture, they get beat up on more. The dark occultists don't, don't like them. Still picking elderberries. What a process. Almost done. Thanks for being here with me through this. I think we can stand up for our rights without fighting. Honorable, loving. This is the way where we can transcend matrix that we're living in, move on to a brighter, more peaceful world. It's taking a lot of patience for me to work through, though.
So what a beautiful test of spiritual growth. Peace and blessings to you all. Once again, I'm most appreciative of you spending time with me. Please feel free to contact me if you can. I'm not looking to put any contact information out, but if you can find me, I welcome you to uh, speak to me about important topics to you, and perhaps we can dissect them on future programs of Love Radio. Ciao, brothers and sisters. The intro and outro music was provided by AshleyNeptune.net. Check out Ashley Neptune for drums, percussion, recording, and mastering. This guy's got good vibes. Thank you all. You're listening.